Welcome back to another conference review, Be the Stage style, where we do a oral history of a conference that I have attended based on all the people that I've met, right? Like I realized a while back that the uh, real value in conferences is not so much the programming on the stage, it's the people that you meet. And if you meet enough people, then you can go find that content that you were looking for elsewhere and connect with the right people to get it. So we did that at the Badass Business Summit here in Texas a couple weeks ago. And this is all the folks that I connect with that are giving you what they took away. The Badass Business Summit, I've been promoting it on the show for a while, hosted by Donnie Bovine, which I just figured out how to pronounce his name. Shout out, Donnie. Holler at you. (laughs) And um, it was great. It's a small business strategy, a lot of sales, a lot of um, systems, and a lot of mindset I really, really enjoyed it. If you want to go back and check out the review from CMX, I've done that. I've done a review from PodFest. But this is just another great way to deploy this internet talk show methodology to A, get the most out of a conference, reconnect with the people that you had met there, uh, get some lead generation, right? Capture some emails from the people that show up live and provide just this like awesome experience for those that um, – get to relive it all, which you're going to, it's pretty tangible in, in, in this discussion. So hope you enjoy it. Check out the Badass Business Summit next year. It's a riot and good time. I'm, I'm going to be back for uh, emceeing and, and speaking at it again. And, um, you know, this is one of the reasons I love the internet talk show as a methodology. It is really, really flexible. That's why we do it at Be The Stage for clients. That's why we do it ourselves to build our business. And that's why we teach it. And we are launching the Relationship Flywheel Bootcamp, where we teach this internet talk show methodology this week. Probably too late for you to join, but if you get this today, hit me up. If you really want to do it, I might be able to squeeze you in. Otherwise, we'll probably launch another one in uh, you know Q1 of next year. We're going to probably do it three, four times a year. Great experience. Without further ado, check this out. The People's History of the Badass Business Summit. Enjoy. If you know how it is, then you know how it might be. But think what it would look like if you grow your own community. It ain't easy. That's why you're listening to hear experiences from others just like you and me. Welcome to the B2B Community Builder Podcast. A show that was started because if you can unlock the power of having a community around your business, then... You will create a source of referrals, validation, marketing content, and product feedback that will be unbeatable. But who has time to think about building a community when you need to be making sure that your team has what it needs to succeed in serving clients and bringing in revenue? That is why we'll be talking to business leaders like you and I that have cracked the code on why the community play is so valuable how to implement tactics that got them there while still serving short-term goals and what they can teach you that they have mastered. This show is for you if you are a CEO, CMO, or simply a rainmaker that has realized that without a community, you are just a commodity, but haven't figured out how to add it to your infinite list of priorities. This show is for you if you are a community professional or trying to be a community professional that is trying to convince leadership about the need to invest in a community strategy. This show is not for you if you think transactions are more valuable than relationships. I am your host and chief executive connector, Pablo Gonzalez, co-founder of BeTheStage.Live, a marketing company that specializes in relationship-driven growth. I invented the relationship flywheel and hopefully... I'm your new best friend. So smash that subscribe button, leave a rating when you do, and get ready to plug into the power of community creation for business development. Let's go. We're officially live on the B2B Community Builder Show. Today, we are doing something a little different than we normally do, but this has become a tradition here, right? We like to preach this internet talk show motion as a way to build community. And as you can tell, people are already showing up in the chat. They're friends already because they come to this thing often. But we also use this as a way to follow up with folks from a conference that we go to, to give them the opportunity to be on the show, to give the speaking point of the thing that they learned. And that way we can all grow together. When we do these shows, I welcome you checking in in the chat. I welcome you 
contributing. But what I want you to do is if you were at the Badass Business Summit and you want to share what you learned, use the hand raise function. Roanne's going to put you into the queue for coming on and giving me, you're going to have three minutes to talk about like your biggest takeaways and what you learned and give this in. You saw the description of the show. It is 10 pieces of advice for small business owners. So if you were at the Badass Business Summit, you're a small business owner, I want to know what your takeaway was and how you would give that piece of advice to a friend. We're going to post-produce this for you so that you have a speaking point for LinkedIn and we got you all settled up in here. So that being said, I like to start with my first couple of takeaways, but before that, we like to do the roll call. We got Lee Bishop in the house. He is the troublemaker of this community. I don't know if, if you get a chance to chat with him. He might be flying into your, your DMs. Don Bates, who's the MVP of this community, Oxford PhD candidate, as I like to say, and a badass author. Denise Murtha Bachman, good to have you. Denise from Houston, we met briefly at the Badass Business Summit. Happy that you made it. Garf Beverly, who is in the on the state side in Annapolis this week, drone expert extraordinaire, my buddy from college, my British friend, Jen Filzen, who's the fairy godmother of the Not Traffic Investor Show community in Monterey, one of the most beautiful places in the world. Good to have you back. We got Kelly Shermerhorn, past star of the show, relationship marketer extraordinaire. Kelly, it is amazing to have you back in the house. And I'm seeing Cheryl, I'm seeing Brian, I'm seeing Dennis, I'm seeing Gabe is back. Feel free to check in in the chat and feel free to raise your hand, right, Cheryl? Michelle, oh, Michelle, good to have you here too, right? So this is something that you're going to be learning how to do. And Tracy, so I see some I see some names from the Badass Business Summit. If you want to start raising your hands with what you want to share. I'm going to start off by sharing the things that I yeah miss you already too, Cheryl. Real quick, since we got a bunch of newbies in the house, what you are chatting in the Zoom chat normally is defaulted to just hosts and panelists, only Roanne and I see it. But if you were able to change it to everyone, everybody sees it, right? So now you can chat with everybody else. But I want you raising your hands so that you can share your takeaway. I'll go first. When I review these events, right? This was the Badass Business Summit by Donnie Bovine. I just figured out how to say his name two years later after speaking at both of his conferences. No big deal. But Donnie Bovine, Bovine, God damn it, I'm already messing it up. Anyways, Donnie's conference. He's got a series of networking groups throughout the country, and they meet together once a year at this Badass Business Summit. Most folks are part of these networking groups and know a lot of each other. A lot of new folks in the house, though, very, very open group, a strongly bonded community that I highly, highly connect with, really, really like. This is my second time going. I'm going to talk about a couple of things from the event itself. I go to a lot of conferences, so I like to talk about what worked. One of the things that I really noticed from the Badass Business Summit that I really like, I've only seen at one other conference, is this idea that speakers and attendees are very purposefully mixed. A lot of other conferences, speakers are kind of like in one world, attendees are kind of in another world. This idea that speakers are required to be there as long as possible, they're heavily encouraged behind the scenes to be mixing with everybody and be part of the group, I believe breeds community. I believe it is a really, really nice way to show that the stage is not unattainable. Donnie is doing the thing that we really, really believe in, which is sharing the stage. So I, I love that strategy. Beyond that, the idea that he gives the stage to folks is another great tactical use, right? Like there was multiple things, right? Number one, he brands it as a place where people can get their first shot at speaking, right? That's super, super valuable if you can get on a stage and have that credibility. And then he creates other ways of making that real, right? If you didn't get selected in the process, we created this thing called the VIP frame it, name it, claim it session. I'm going to go into that during relationship-driven growth strategy session hours if people want to learn more about that. But what he, what we created was this way for VIPs to submit a six-minute speaking point. A week ahead of time, I jumped on and hosted a training on how to deliver said speaking points. We're going to touch on that again at the end of the show. And then six people were selected, two of them first time on stage. Really, really great experience. I think that adds a lot of credibility. And then another beautiful thing that Donnie does happened when Lainey was giving her her speaking point at our table. He brought her up on stage. She was terrified to speak, allowed her to 
share the thing that she had learned. And then because she did a really, really good job and because it was going to push her out of her comfort zone, decreed that she was going to be speaking next year. So I just think that's really, really powerful. If you're a community creator, right? And especially if you're hosting events, you really want to lean into this community thing. And sharing the stage is a really, really powerful way of doing that. So I think that that's going to work out really well for him long-term. I'd be remiss to mention not mention the fact that karaoke bonds people, right? So like, I think we all kind of got into the karaoke event a little weirded out. And for about half an hour, people kind of didn't want to touch it. And by the end of the bit, it was like people giving each other's lap dances and, and being really, really silly. And I think it's, you know, karaoke bonds because number one, it's super fun and people really break the mold, right? Yeah, Rachel, I know I know you know what I'm talking about. Melissa knows what I'm talking about. People break the mold. It also allows people to like be courageous, right? Like this, we get to see growth in person, people acting goofy on stage. That's usually people stepping out of their comfort zone. It leads to bonding, right? So that I think is really, really good as a built into a conference. Couple of things also that I really, really liked from it. One is the lessons learned board, right? So the idea that they set up a board on the side of the room where whenever you took something away, you could take a sticky note and go paste it on that board. I'm hoping that you all that showed up today are going to come up and talk about that sticky point that you put on the, on the board and you can share that with us. Cause I thought that that was really, really valuable. I put a couple up there on the board as well. I think that's a really engaging way of keeping you honest, keeping you up there and people get to go back and review it. I think it's a wonderful move if you're putting together a conference. The other thing that I really liked is this setting the stage at the beginning of starting a page in your notebook with the 10 takeaway items I thought was really, really good. And also the idea that there were working sessions, right? Like the idea that these weren't just keynotes, but like Rachel Simon's session comes to mind of all of us stepping up our LinkedIn's live there in person, getting stuff done, right? This is really alluring since you're a busy entrepreneur to be able to be getting stuff done while you're there. And then the last thing that I want to add in that I came up with last minute, because I listened to Priya Parker's book, The Art of the Gathering, how you start an event really matters. A lot of events will start and go immediately into directions and whatnot. If y'all noticed, we immediately went into this like badass creed right? And the badass creed, everybody raising their hands and saying that I am a badass and I'm going to do this and this was a way to, number one, get everybody engaged and talking at the same time. And like, you know, in one flow, it created a separation from, we went from passive consumption to active consumption. And on top of that, it allowed us to give directions, right? Within the badass creed were directions of things that you have to know, but you internalize them by repeating them on stage. The book, Kelly, was Priya Parker's Art of Gathering, right? So the book is called The Art of Gathering and really great strategy on how to bring people together. Last but not least, before we bring Denise up here, Denise, I'm I'm pumped that you're here and I see your smiling face there. I want to bring you on. My uh, there's a, Kelly, I made it up, right? When I say there was a badass creed, I literally just had everybody follow, uh, repeat after me. And, I, and I'd be like, I, everybody say their name. You know, I'm here because I'm a badass. Everybody said, I'm here because I'm a badass. And I said, I, you know, everybody's name will be actively participating on stage, will be actively participating on stage because I'm a badass, right? So everybody kind of like self-identified into the persona and bought into it promising. And I thought it was a really nice beginning, something I had never tried before. Love the idea of it. Finally, my action items. This was the first time that number one, normally I go to conferences and most of the time I am not in the, I'm not listening to the presentations. I'm generally networking the whole time. So I listen to more presentations than usual. And one of the things that was also very, very different for me is a lot of conferences have this like mindset section, right? It's like mindset, then it'll be like sales and marketing and processes and blah, blah, blah. This was the first time that I really listened in on the mindset stuff. And it's probably because I'm in this like stage of my business where I'm going through an inflection point. And, and before I had really discounted the mindset stuff, but this time around, it really, it really hit me, right? So I learned the value of the mindset pieces today because I, I guess what I had to learn there was that there's always somebody in the room that needs it. It may not have been me at past conferences, but this time it really was. So the mindset stuff is good. The raw, raw stuff is good. It's going to hit somebody right. And I think other people just kind of get some motivated. Big, the things that I put on the board, right? One was, what are my breaks? What is the thing I really want? That came from, I don't remember who gave the the, the presentation. I think it might've been Lauren Amon, who was talking about what is that, what is that demon inside of your head? That's like, 
slowing you down on something, right? Like I, I internalized the idea that I have stuff that were, that was an active parking brake on the things that I wanted to move forward on. And I had to move past that. Second, don't, don't put your money problems in their pockets, sell your shit, (laughs) right? That one really hit home, right? I'm always, I know that I sell a really expensive package and it's easy to tell yourself that, you know, well, I wouldn't be able to afford this in my business, but somebody can. And at the end of the day, they can, right? Like we do this relationship flywheel methodology for five businesses full-time. They pay us as much as 12,000 bucks a month. That's because it's in their budget. It's part of the business. It's ready to go. It's good for them, right? So when in sales, taking away that that idea that this isn't for me because I can't afford this, but this business can, I think was really, really important. And finally, what I realized is the, you know, the small business landscape is really really tight on awareness, sales process, automation, right? So like if you can dial in your marketing piece that allows for people to know that you exist, then you got to dial in that sales process, right? That bucket that takes them from aware of you to knowing what you do and wanting to do business with you. This is where I'm most focused on right now. And then there's the other bucket of automation of what are the things in the customer success that you can apply, right? So I think it's a useful kind of buckets to think of it as a business person, as a small business person, as a small business owner, right? Awareness, this, for those of you that are like Kelly, who's a big time marketer in in, a, in tech, awareness to me is like this like demand generation piece. It's the marketing, it's, it's where people get to know you and you also drive demand for that category that you're in and small business to big business, that takes a bunch of different forms, right? It can be the ads. It can be the thing that we do, right? This talk show that's reaching out to people and publishing on social media. It could also be direct DMs, right? But you got to find a way to get them aware of you. Then the sales process, this is like messy in, messy in between where it's like, you got to really dial in from how you're appearing in people's lives to them understanding exactly what you do and how you can help them and then making it easy for them to buy is a, is is a big part of it and that's everything from your sales process to how congruent your messaging is on your webpage to how clear your collateral is that allows people to understand what the prof what the product you have to offer be it a service or a product and what the benefits are right like i think that that is one encompassing kind of like outward ball plus the actual like do you have a sales methodology in mind? That was my big takeaway last year, this disqualifying sales process that we created and how you automate pieces around that. And finally, it's the automation. that And that responds to, that is how you can lower your operational burden, right? There is two types of scale there. One is human capital, the other is technological capital. And I think we talked about both from Melanie's stuff on hiring and Kevin's stuff on automation, but you really want to look at it that way. Some stuff, you can automate other stuff. You're just going to have to add labor force to to put that scale in. And there was a bunch of that stuff in there. So those were my main takeaways. Now I would love for hands to go up and for all of you to share my stage and give us your best. And we're going to start. Denise, I really appreciate the brave first hand raiser, right? Like it's usually, that's that's the hardest one. So I'm super, super pumped that you're a part of this. Why don't you unmute and give us a couple of your takeaways of, of, of what you what you learned and what was particularly valuable? Yeah. So thank you very much for having me on here, Pablo. And I love the energy and I love the show. So thank you. And I didn't think I was the first one to raise my hand. I just happened to raise my hand and shame on me for being the first. <laughs> no, no shame. Respect. Appreciate it. So what my key, my key takeaways, one of them was, interestingly enough, a quote that you gave us on this stage, and you called either LinkedIn or podcasts. I couldn't remember where, and that's why I wanted to clarify, the narrative gym for business. Yeah. Do you rem- what was that? What what was the narrative gym? The LinkedIn was the narrative gym? No. So the narrative gym is a book by Park Howell that okay. I highly, highly, highly recommend. It's okay. 75 pages teaching the ABT storytelling framework. That's the and, but therefore that you're going to be able to add into just about all your copy. I know Gareth read it. A lot of people in our community yeah, have yeah. read it because it's really valuable. Awesome. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you for that. But the <clears throat> the main key takeaway that I took and that I got out of the short time I was there, so I had to miss a lot of the fun activities, I guess. I missed up on, I missed out on quite a few. But what I took away was that you really need to make everything you do an experience for your clients. 
So whether it was the experience of the summit or it was the experience of listening in one of the work break breakout sessions. I know you mentioned Rachel's working session that I unfortunately had to miss, but you know, you want it, you want to create an experience with whatever you provide your customer, even if it's a simple product, create an experience that makes them want to come back for more. That was my biggest key takeaway. Nothing that was stated or said, it was just the opportunity that I had in my short little time to feel what I was able to feel and realize it's all about creating experiences. Love that. Love that. That's great. So how do you, what's your business, Denise? My business is success in the world of AI. So it's really, how do you build culture? How do you sell? How do you brand in the world of automation? If we don't try to get ahead of the curve now and change the trajectory of AI, it will change us. And so Mm -hmm. I really want to make an impact and help others to live live in the in that world and be able to have AI augment what we do and not necessarily replace. I love, I love that, Denise. I think it's, you know, obviously super strong tailwinds for where you're at and people are, you know, you're not paying attention to it. You know, there's all sorts of AI stuff that we use in like the content and everything, but the experience piece, that's great that that stood out to you, right? Have you read The Experience Economy? Have you ever read that book? I have not. So I'm writing that one down right yeah. now. Really great book about that. I I couldn't agree with you more. So one of the things that we talked about at the last strategy session that we do right after the show is this idea that, you know, through experience, you can really differentiate yourself as a category of one. And we talked about this. There's this gas station in Florida and I think in the South called Bucky's. That's essentially just, yeah, it's just a rest stop. But because they've like Disney-fied it, right? They made a Mm -hmm. mascot. They have all these candies. They have all these things. People like wear t-shirts of it they they Mm -hmm. swear by it they stop at all of them and it's a it's a freaking gas station right but like through experience you can really change everything you're doing how are you thinking about implementing experience into what you're doing even in my cafe i chats that i am trying to launch i've done some soft launches but how i'm going to do that is really in the way that i market my business and my services and i think my cafe i chats making them like this a little bit more of an experience rather than just you know, listening to someone, but making, having them enjoy what, what they have right there in front of them. So then when I'm teaching them about AI or different technologies within AI, they're excited about it and they want to embrace it and adopt it and adapt to it rather than be afraid of it. Love it. Love it, Denise. Denise, how do we join that Cafe AI chat? Lee wants to know. Wednesday mornings, I have my first hard launch tomorrow at nine or Wednesday at 9.30 a.m. Central time. Love it. Denise, so thanks for- success in the world of AI. Love it. Thank you so much for joining the show. If you want to put it in the chat for people okay. to register, be happy to do so. We'll put it in the show notes as well. Thank you so much for breaking the ice. Really appreciate you coming on, Denise. Thank you. Awesome. All right. Up next, my favorite LinkedIn expert and the queen of karaoke, Rachel. <laughs> Simon. Do I get a crown? Where's my crown? Yes, karaoke is the best way to bond people. <laughs> and awesome. Awesome. Queen of karaoke for the badass business summit. Not a not a bad nickname. Not a bad nickname. Rachel, what were your big? You gave an awesome presentation on like setting up the LinkedIn profile. I thought it was like the working session itself was super super valuable. I love that you can now take that right. Like you. You were normally working one-on-one with people. Now you have an offer that you can like fill a room and sell a workshop. And I think it worked really, really well. So super proud for you there. Any other big takeaways that you wrote on the board or things that you want to give as advice? Yeah. And thank you very much. I appreciate that feedback. Yeah. So in your session, you you kicked it off with this kind of comparison of audience and community. And, and what's funny is I had actually written a post about that quite a while ago on LinkedIn because somebody else, I was in a Zoom somewhere and they made the comment that an audience is passive and a community is active. And I thought that was such a great distinction between why, you know, particularly from my vantage point on LinkedIn, people want to build this audience, right? They want tons and tons of followers, but in a passive audience versus an active community is that active community is so much more powerful. And I feel like that is what we built over the last four days at the summit was this powerful community of people there to support one another through all of the different things that we did, right? So 
you know, whether that was the mindset piece of how we all struggle with that inner opponent, like Lauren shared with us or the sales processes, you know, Donnie taught on sales and Ryan Kasner uh, taught on sales too, of like, how do you build a sales process, which is one of the things I'm working on and realizing that like, that's something we all struggle with. A lot of us do, <laughs> we need to figure it out, but we can lean on one another to kind of ask questions and try to help build that sales process out. And then again, like we on Friday night kind of coming together in this ridiculous community of karaoke nerds and no judgment zone, you know, being surprised by people who you would never think would just ham it up the way they did. People who were nervous, having their friends come up on stage with them to support them and give them confidence to take the stage. So I just think that that build like that audience versus community, like you could have had 500 people there, a bigger audience, but I don't think it would have been as powerful as a community. Mm, mm. I love that. Thanks, Rachel. Yeah. I, I, that was something I wanted to mention too. I love this like size of a hundred to 200 person conference. Cause it really does feel like a community as, as you are, as you are going through this audience versus community stuff, right? Like you are, you are a LinkedIn expert that is widely known as a audience platform. Do you, what are kind of your next day takeaways for people that are building their LinkedIn, want to go, you know, more community than audience? Do you have any kind of either things that you plan to implement or things that you've seen work well? I mean, honestly, that's the way I, I teach in any way is that yeah. I, I really feel like quality is so much more important than quantity. And you can see this, there's people that have a hundred thousand connect, you know, connections or followers and and they get no engagement on their content versus people can have a a tight knit community and get a ton of engagement because they built those connections and those and real relationships with people. So it's sort of that connect versus collecting. Everyone has their own strategy and reason for doing what they do on LinkedIn. But I personally feel like you can accomplish a lot when you go deep versus go wide, depending on what you're looking to achieve. You know, I mean, I got to Texas on Wednesday and immediately met a friend for lunch who I know through LinkedIn because we've built a relationship over the, the years through the platform. So I, I'm all about community. I mean, love that. Love that, Rachel. Thank you for thank you for coming on. I want to emphasize what you just said. We just went through a period of like two years where we all were like, oh, we can make friends online, right? Like, and and that happened. Let's not forget that the game is the actual friendship and all the folks that you've been making friends with online, make sure that when you are in their city, connect with them, right? Like I, I just, I was just in, I was just in Santa Cruz cause I had a, a conference in Redwood city and because I have a podcast, because I'm very active on LinkedIn, I was able to reach out to folks that were already in my network that I've connected with over the pandemic. And now that relationship has been completely solidified. And two of them are like Silicon Valley legends. And one of them is the head of marketing for like a big software that everybody knows. So make sure that you use the tools at your discretion to make friends online and then follow up with in-person meetings the moments you can, right? Like either get there a day early and try to plan like a coffee with somebody or, you know, I've the other thing that I always do is I try to stay at a hotel that has a good happy hour or find out about a good happy hour. And the night before I look at all my LinkedIn contacts from the area and I reach out to, I reach out to them a couple of weeks prior and I say, I'm going to be in town. If you're coming for this conference, come meet me here. And I'm also going to invite people that I know from before and create your own little mixer. So that's something that's worked really well for me. Right. on. Um, to go. And when you connect time, you come to Atlanta, you're going to, we're going to go get a drink. <laughs> that's, that's happening. That's definitely happening. That's definitely happening. Rachel, I appreciate you being here. We'll link to you in the show notes as well. And we'll get you a, a content piece here. I appreciate you coming. Awesome. Thanks so much. All right. Okay. Up next, photographer extraordinaire. Melissa Henry, who did something really, really interesting that I really admire. She took the opportunity of knowing that she was going to be in the same place as a whole bunch of people and ahead of time offered her services, right? Like as a photographer, as someone that is a professional, you probably have outdated headshots. You probably have outdated website pictures. And Melissa was smart enough to reach out to folks and say, hey, if you want, I can put together this like one-time package that while we're here, we can knock that thing out and turn it around. I really, really admire 
that like gumption for creating an offer, maximizing on having a whole bunch of people that know you in one event. Melissa, I want to hear how that went for you and any takeaways from the conference. Oh, well, thank you. Well, thank you for that. I wasn't even thinking you'd talk about that. That that went really well. I actually had four clients from that who we got a chance to really dig into them and their personality and all these things. So I was a little concerned about where we were staying at the conference and whether we'd have some good backgrounds and things like that. Um, but it really turned out really well. Like I was, it was great. I, I was real tired though. I have to tell you that <laughs> like the learning experience was, okay, you're trying to attend a conference. That's like what, 12 hours long in a day, plus photographing people and all the things. So, but it was all good. The takeaway that I had a couple of, and actually I was going to agree with Rachel on this, that the community part of it was the thing. Like I felt like we came in, in most cases, knowing several people there, if not more, just by virtue of having networked like prior to that within the community. So showing up there already kind of knowing some people then gave you the opportunity to go even deeper with those relationships. So now it's like, I've got some friends there already, and then we can just kind of pick up where we left off. And then we can go deeper on like, Hey, I, you have this problem and how can I help you solve that? So many stuff, like so many big ahas happen not necessarily just within the, you know, just within the, the, the actual sessions, but outside of that, like I had this conversation with Jennifer out, like we had gone out on Saturday right afterwards and we were just talking about something and organically it comes up and she like introduces me to this, to this thing that I, I'm getting ready to do. I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. And then of course, within the actual sessions, yeah, I really loved your session because what happened was you explained exactly how you have your whole entire community building set up. And I thought, man, I could do this. It was like one of those moments where it's like, and I don't have to make this hard. Like I can see how it can be easy to implement and execute. And so, yeah, that was the, those are my takeaways. <laughs> Love it. Love it. I want to hit on a couple of things. I had a similar experience as you emceeing this thing, right? Like I was very much looking forward to emceeing. And while I've spoken at conferences before, I hadn't emceed like a three-day event before. And I felt the same way as you, right? Like I felt like I was working the whole time and it made it really, really hard to also connect with folks. So my head kind of goes to how do we, if if you're approaching it this way, right? Like if I'm emceeing something or putting together an offer that you can service some folks, how do we create some boundaries around the times that you know that you got to be like super active and doing it and also creating some times to make the most out of the conference is kind of where my head went, right? Like how do we make those buckets happen? Any, if you were to do it again, how would you do your, your part? I think, and this, I had this thought, I'm not so sure if I'll do it again. We'll see. Like, I don't know, like, you know, cause, cause my business, I have two arms of my business. It's not just the photography. It's also the strategy piece too. So, and I'm going much heavier on that side now. And then, you know, hiring other photographers to do some of that photography work. So I think if I were to come and bring my my photography skills there, then it would probably be day before, Mm. like create a whole thing. Like I just come a day early, you know, and do like bang that out, maybe get an assistant to help me, (laughs) things like that. And then be able to be fully present. I think that's one thing. The other thing I also thought, and this was something I put in as a potential for next year is, you know, maybe one less session a day, I don't know. They probably don't want to do that. They're trying to bang out and like give as much value as they can. But I feel like sometimes less is more because you just get a little, I don't know. I was exhausted. I was thoroughly exhausted and I was, and also I was super cold. So turn up the dang temperature in those rooms for goodness sakes. There's that. Yeah. 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 That was cool. That was cool. Oof. That was a golden nugget right there. I'm going to have my team clip that and paste that across all my social media channels. So if you could just give this a pause right now, go into the show notes and connect with me on whatever platform you like to follow me on, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, whatever you wanna be a part of my life in, connect with me there. I'm gonna share that clip and you can share it with your friends so that they get the same lesson. It'll be adding value to their life. And while you're at it, go ahead and subscribe to the show if you haven't already. Hit five-star review, right? You don't have to leave a review. You just got to hit five stars. If you want to leave a review, cool. And maybe send the episode to your friend. That would be awesome. That's it. I'm done. Back to the show.
All right, cool. Yeah, I appreciate that. I like I like the idea of if you're going to have an offer, try to deliver it the day before. Um, I don't know and, if that helps you. <laughs> yeah, one that helps you. Well, not no, it doesn't help really you. help me. I got. <laughs> no. I think the MC thing is a particular thing. I don't know how much it helps everybody else, <laughs> but I'll take any advice. Um, okay. The other thing is that idea that it's always cold in a conference. The opportunity there is right. Like you, you all saw my my Kingmaker jacket. Like mm-hmm. there, there is, if you are going to give swag out at a conference, I found that nothing works better than like a piece of branded swag that is one extra layer, right? Like that, like light little jacket or a hoodie or whatever, like a card, you know, whatever you can do, you're going to spend more money than a t-shirt. But if you give it out to like five to 10 people and don't break the bank and make something really nice, they're going to wear it the entire com- conference because every conference is too cold. So yeah, and someone just said branding blankets. I'm on it. Yeah. Thank you. You got it. <laughs> I'm on it. Okay. Awesome, Melissa. I appreciate you coming. I wanted to. I wanted to also double click on on what Melissa said of how easy it is to build a community and how doable it is. Right. The the big takeaway that I added to my keynote speech from last year's keynote speech because I've been doing this relationship flywheel for a while is this idea that if you can just get to like ten to twelve people that show up to your show every single week, then you have a community that is absolutely an asset that you can leverage. Right. It doesn't mean that you're going to get rich off community, but it, it starts doing that thing where it gives you extra social validation. It allows extra things to happen, like this motion of getting everybody back together after a conference and lead capture and things of the sort. So we are doing the Relationship Flywheel cohort class that is starting in October. We already have a a couple, one person from the Badass Business Summit, she's coming up in a second, that's taking it. And we have six other really great people signed up. So I'm going to, when we go into strategy sessions, I would love to take any questions on that, but we are getting that going. And we did a discount code. If you were in the Badass Business Summit, or if you're on this call today, if you use the discount code BABS, BABS for Badass Business Summit, and Ryan, maybe you can share the, the website for the bootcamp, you'll get 200 bucks off. So I just want to encourage anybody that, that's thinking about taking it. You have a content stream that you're already doing and you need it to lead to revenue quicker. This can help. If you have a content stream that is taking you too much time, and you want, or you want to build a community that can help. If you're planning a content stream, you know you can always take this thing again. But the strategy, I think, is going to get you started in a really, really good direction with all of our templates and SOPs and strategy. But this is not a sales call, so let's move on. I appreciate you bringing it up, Melissa. Cheryl, who I met for the first time, she had just finished coming back from like Tech Stars, Texas, and she's a big deal. So I'm really pumped that Cheryl is in the house. Cheryl also came up and did her speaking point, super prepared. Cheryl, I would love to hear from you if you want to get off of mute and and turn your video on if, you, if, you're, if you're ready for it. Yes, I am. Hello. Love it is so good to see you again. I already miss your face, smiling face, and so many other people because I'm an introvert. And so it's very hard to put myself out there. And it was it was nice to come in. And actually meet different people and sit at different places to where you don't feel like an introvert, right? To where people are actually talking back to you. And so that sense of community. But I, I kind of wanted to take a different tact on some of the things I learned. And there are some key phrases and things that we talked about that really stood out to me. One was thoroughly understanding uh biz development. And that was through talks, not only with Ryan on the sales pipeline, but certainly with Donnie and really writing down, you know, what are warm conversations? So what exactly does that mean? And how do you start having them? And, and what about cold outreach or what about hand raising? And I was like, hand raising? Okay. (laughs) What do I need to do? And so finding out about that to start and launch, because no matter how good we are in some areas, we're missing in others. And that was some key things. And so that was very, very critical. And one of the phrases I wrote down on the sales process is that when we're looking at building these relationships, we're focusing on closure, not a close. Mm. And I absolutely love that because so many people jump into trying to sell something instead of remember the intent is to build a relationship first. And so closure could be, wow, when can we have coffee and talk again? And that is, is start building that trust and building that relationship for people to do. So that was very, very important. Another, another phrase takeaway, and I love this because it's what you're doing. 
it becomes not a podcast or a webinar. It becomes the internet talk show. And so I, 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 that just floored me because to me, it changes the dynamics of the entire thing. It's not me dumping. I've been a teacher for a long time and facilitated. This is now hearing back and then engaging and using all the brains we have and all we can borrow, which, you know, is one of the phrases I like to use. The ability to do that and repurpose content. And so I want to do a shout out to Rachel because hers was so inspiring and the different things to look at. And then I looked at all these other components. So all this morning, I had my social media person in here that's helping me and we sat down and I'm like, okay, we're changing this and we need to come up with this message and I'm looking at this and how does this tie into my website and are my three pillars correct? And so I am taking this week to reground myself and what I'm doing and fine tune that niche a little bit more before I'm starting that 90 day challenge. And so my commitments to do that on October 1st, so that people will start hearing from me with maybe a more tied together type of message. So love it. Love it, Cheryl. Rachel's putting in the chat. Yeah. yeah. Rachel's putting in the chat. It makes her super happy to hear that you're implementing yourself. I think that's awesome. Rachel, I, I mean, Cheryl, you are, you're an expert on leadership, right? You advise startups and companies to scale, what do you think is the biggest difference in, you, you mentioned the business development, aha, uh-huh, right? Like what's the, what's the biggest difference in, in business development for the scale of company that we had there at the Badass Business Summit, right? Like the solopreneur to like under 10 million versus versus kind of the bigger companies that you work with. What's, what's the biggest difference there? Well, I actually don't see much of a difference. What I see is something that most people struggle with. They go in and start a marketing campaign But yet when I'm meeting with them, I'm like, so tell me about your customer. And they cannot define the customer. They really don't understand what's the customer's pain. Is that a pain worth paying for that they're recognizing or that you think? You know, where are they? How do you how do you come up with them and meet them? And then your because your message has to reflect that. The message doesn't come first. And I have seen that in working with, you know, $10 million companies and up. And I've seen that working with new ones beginning to come out. They're all starting at the wrong place. So we take a step back. Got it. All right. That's really insightful. I appreciate you sharing that. All right, Cheryl. Well, I appreciate Thank you. Coming. you. Yeah, I, I love that you did the speaking point thing. And we're going to hit that with Jessica also next. But um, just Really great meeting you and I. It's and I, great meeting you. I, I applaud you for stepping out of your comfort zone, walking in a room full of people and, and applying know. that. So I hope you're taking care of yourself to recuperate because I know that that's the, the big introvert thing, but I appreciate you being there. Well, thanks very much. It's called bourbon and sleep. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right. Up next is Michelle Danio, who when I was on stage talking and I said, all right, I got to speed it up. She's like, no, don't speed it up. And that was that was my favorite that was my favorite comment of the day. Also, super pumped that she is on board with the relationship flywheel boot camp. That is a great great honor. I'm I'm really really grateful that you trust me with your time and money. And I really want to hear as a you are also a scale strategist, right? As a as a scale strategist, I would love to know your biggest takeaways from the conference. Yeah, it was actually like I have my notes here, like because I have so many takeaways. Nice. Um, but yes, growth strategist. But I think just as an overall business summit, my biggest takeaway was I loved that they broke everything into tracks and they were really, truly like the four key areas that it to building your business. It wasn't, I think a lot of times you go to one of these and they're all either very mindset heavy or sales heavy or some, and this one really touched on all four between operations marketing, sales, mindset. So I loved that. And I loved that they actually identified each one based on, so you could really focus and go to the ones that were where you felt like you were struggling the most. So that was number one. I have so many takeaways from like every speaker, but I'll try to just keep it quick. I think number one, my biggest first takeaway that I wrote down action item was from Stevie Dawn and how she talked about how we continually put brakes on ourselves And that in order to gain momentum, you need to be building speed and you need to be building mass and you need to be continuing to grow and that we put the brakes on. And I know like we tend to hold ourselves 
back and we've talked about finding an accountability partner and we've talked about finding, you know, some, but most of the time when you find an accountability partner, it's, Hey, what are you working on? And then you kind of make sure that you're being held accountable to that. I loved when she said, find somebody that you can identify your breaks with and allow them to call you out when you've got the breaks on. And so that to me was so, so powerful because we often put the breaks on and nobody's calling us out on it. So I did found my break accountability partner. Love, love, love that. Truly my biggest takeaway too, though, was this differentiator between sales and marketing. And I think a lot of people, especially what I see, is that a lot of people view like lead generation or I'm doing the sales activities. I'm showing up online. I'm creating content. And Steve Wallace said, that's marketing. You know, marketing is getting names on your list or getting names in, you know, in front of you and having names, but sales is actually doing something with those names, getting some point of like making, getting them to take that next step. And really, what are you doing? And I think that was like, I don't know. It was such a mind like it really opened me up because it was like, you're right. You know, I think a lot of what I'm doing is marketing. I don't know that I spend a lot of time on the sales side, unless it's like somebody coming to me, then I can do sales, you know, that, you know, if you're, they're on the phone, but actually doing the outreach once they're on your list, that was really, really something I had to really think about. I love that. By yeah, the way. And that's, then, that's, that's one of the things, that's one of the things that I most in that conference and in the conference prior, right? The conference prior, I got a lot of signposts of like, dude, if I would have known what you did, I would have hired you a long time ago. And I'm like, oh, okay, I have a, I have a gap here. And then, and then I went to the badass business summit, and then they clearly identified that that is a gap that exists. The gap, um, yeah, and, and yeah, that's side. why I started with this. Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, and I think Kev, or I think it was Donnie that said they only have objections when they feel like they're being sold to, right? Mm. And so when you're taking them through the journey and you're just nurturing them and you have a sales plan, which Ryan's talk on creating a customized sales plan was killer. And really like, so you have, so you're not just flying by the seat of your pants. You know exactly what the expectation is. Your the person on the other end knows the expectation and you have a plan to walk them through that sales process to get them, like he said, to a, p- a place of closure, not closing. And that the whole sales thing was really, really the most powerful. And I think that comes back to the, you know, the 90 champions, 90 doing all of the activities, like how committed are you? Are we doing the thing or are you really doing the thing? And Donnie's talk on the two choices hit home for me so hard about like, you have two choices. You can live and love the life you have and turn off the dream, which sounds so harsh. But what he's saying is like, Stop wishing, stop wishing for something more, stop wishing that something could be better when you're only willing to do certain things and just live and love that life and just be okay with it. But if you can't turn off the dream and that wishing and all of that, then you got to get in the game. And that is, I really, I cannot wait for him to release the audio on that because I think everybody needs to listen to that. Because if you can really sit with that and be honest with yourself, that right there will change the trajectory of your growth at 100%. Yeah, yeah, that is a good one. Garrett, Garth is saying it in the chat. That's a good one. Yeah, that one hit me square in the feels. Right? Like yeah, that's what I told, you know, I, I don't know if you cuss on, but you know, he said always yeah, like yeah. find the person that you want to look at and be like, F you. Like, that's what I really, that was my moment when I was like, you know what, Donnie, screw you. You're right. You know what? You're right. I am living in number one, but I really want number two. And that the choice, and I had to make that choice and I had think about whether or not I was going to commit to champions 90 because that's a huge commitment and that really puts you out of your comfort zone. So anyways, I intend to share more of my takeaways like later on my podcast myself, but and obviously, of course, I got a million takeaways from yours, but I couldn't write them all down because you talk faster than I do and I didn't even think it was possible. So <laughs> Well, you're going to get everything. You're going to get everything in the boot camp. So, I'm, yes, I'm, so I cannot wait to be about that. in the flywheel that I'm, I'm just, that to me was mind blowing. That process that you have is absolutely mind blowing. And I cannot wait to learn more of it. Awesome. Appreciate it. You're getting a lot of love for the the vibe that you got going on behind you with the ocean vibe and the salt lamp and everything like that. So yeah, very, so very pray cool. that the hurricane doesn't take it away because we are uh, right in the direct path. Right, it, so right. yeah. <laughs> um Michelle, real quick, what made you sign up for the for the cohort class? Is there anything in particular that you were looking for that you think that it can solve so that we can kind of like set expectations to see that? 
you know, I think you and I talked a lot about community. I thrive on community. I love to be able to create community. I have a podcast. I have all of the things, but I don't feel like any of them bring everything together. They are all these individual pieces of like, this exists here, this exists here, this exists, like, and nothing brings them all together in your process and the way you described it and the way you actually help like the process and how it helps and actually amplifies you as a brand, but also brings together people in such a beautiful way is just to me is like, duh, like, yes, this is exactly it. This is the answer. Like that's all I kept thinking is like, this is exactly what I've been trying to do. And I don't know how to do it. So I'm, I'm just enamored by the whole process. Cool. I cannot wait. Awesome. I'm excited to hear that because we can definitely, uh, it is built to deliver on that promise. So I'm really pumped to have you on board. I am super, super grateful you. that you showed up. We got one more person that has already volunteered. If, if there's any more folks from the Badass Business Summit that we have time for maybe one more to share, would love to have it. But otherwise, I'm super pumped to bring on Jessica Gruber, which I think was one of the I think it was one of the magical moments of the of the conference when you got up there on that stage and you did your your speaking points. So I'd love to kind of know how that went for you and, and any other, any, any other takeaways that you got, Jessica? Oh man. So oh, wait. If, up- if I might say, Jessica is known for writing super sticky copy for website <laughs> just for the record. So go ahead, Jessica. Thank you, Pablo. Yeah. I was so super nervous. So a lot of you don't know that I have actually an enunciation problem and I don't even hear it when I do it. So quick story. I was at my sister's wedding rehearsal and I had to say great gong. I said great bong. And I just couldn't hear. So I am super nervous when I get up to speak. And so that was a great experience. It was awesome. When I got on stage, I started talking and I said, okay, you need to take out your notes. And everyone did it. And I was like, holy crap. That was powerful. I mean, even you, Pablo, I saw you and I was like, Pablo's taking notes on what I'm saying. Of course. That was amazing. So it was an amazing experience. I've already found another stage that I am applying to go speak down in Austin. So I'm excited to do that. My biggest takeaway was probably going back to what everyone was saying was community. And it really hit home when Melanie was talking about the culture of a company, because right now I'm in a mode where I'm trying to expand and bring more people on to help me to pull me out of the processes. And I have one specific person that I love working with. And so I just started reflecting on why do I love working on it? And it was this one moment where I had to help him out to get through something. And now he reciprocates that to me whenever I ask him to do something. He's like, I'm on it. Don't worry about it. I got it. So I'm looking to take that and expand it into everyone I bring into my business. Love that. I love that. Okay, cool. So what have you thought through of how you're going to expand that? Expand what? Like the idea of taking that and applying it to everyone in your business? Are you are you just thinking like outreach and doing favors for somebody systematically? Have you thought about kind of how you're going to implement that? No, this is actually for people that work for me. So the, uh. the people that come in and help me run my business because it, and it was very family oriented that I helped him out with. And so now I'm starting to get more personal with my people that I bring in to help me. So I know a little bit more and it's not just someone I'm sending work to and then they send it back. I want to know what's going on in their life so I can help them when they need that help. Awesome. I love it. That's very cool. And and that, by the way, great realization. We don't talk about this very often, right? But like we talk very much about community with your clients and your prospects and stuff like that. I've been hitting real hard the idea of community internally with your team, but forming a community with kind of the team of service providers that you work with, right? Your partnerships, super, super valuable, right? Like I think that that's, that, that can equally be a giant growth lever as much as the other two based on, you know, this idea that you all have the same types of clients. You can all like do the extra thing for each other and all that stuff, just like community compounds over time to, to grow each other's business. Yeah. Because when you're in in the middle of crap, they're going to be the people that help pull you out of it. And so you need that community there to get you through it. 
Heck yeah. All right, Jessica Wise, super appreciate you coming on. This was awesome. Yeah, thanks for having me. Awesome. All right. Up next, we are pulling up Hannah Chapman. And I think, Dennis, you said that it's uh, you're in webinar mode and you don't know how you can change on audio video. If you if you want to come next, Dennis, just raise your hand. If you can't raise your hand, Ryan can still pull you up on the stage. We just don't like to pull people up without them knowing. But right now, Hannah gave a great presentation of kind of like that tie between like sabotaging yourself and being really, really aware of what your financial plan is and your money goals and all that stuff really hit home for me. I realized I got a lot of baggage in that area that I had no idea about that I was unwind, but your thing really landed for me. So I think it's really, really cool and really grateful you're here. Thank you. It's so good to see you again, Pablo. I missed you yesterday. Right? I had one whole day with no Pablo. It's terrible. <laughs> I appreciate that. I was at my cousin's bachelor party in Nashville. So I had to, you know, do put on which, which by the way, bachelor party after a three-day conference is uh, is a tall task. I'm I'm struggling to right. Yeah. Good job. Good yeah. job. So tell us Hannah, what uh, what advice do you have to give of anything that you took away there? Oh man. So yeah, being being at the summit was amazing and loved getting to be on stage, mostly because after I spoke there were so many people that came up and, and were talking, like, didn't just come up to me. Like we sat for like half an hour and I got to just, you know, hear their money stories. And then that, like the person across was like, oh my gosh, me too. And that one was like, but this thing, and it just opened up the conversation in such an amazing way. And that's what I feel like that's what I'm here for. So I'm like, yes, that was so beautiful. And my God, I took so many notes from the other speakers. Pablo, I seriously have like two pages from like Michelle was saying, I had to write fast while you were talking. There were so many just golden nuggets in there about building community, right? And like how to really do literally what you're doing right now, like bring people in, like share the stage. And that is how you really like endear people to you. Right. And, and I, I just love it. You are a master at it. So thank, thank you. you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. And let's see, Eric Rogel, like the difference between wisdom and advice. Oh, tell us more. One. Talk us through that. Talk us through that. Share it with the, share it with the folks. Yeah. So he was talking about sharing your wisdom and that we all have wisdom to share because we all have a lived experience. And Melanie Boer also touched on this, like the, you know, like the synchronicities between people were just all over the place, but you know, that, that we listen to people's experience and that wisdom itself comes from us experiencing things. And then we pass that down. And that, so the next person that gets it, that's knowledge to them. They're getting this knowledge to start from, but then they have to go experience something also. Right. So we're helping them have a better experience through passing on our wisdom. They take it as knowledge, embody their own experience. And then the next time they pass it along, they have, you know, an extra dose of let's do it even better. And that was just like so powerful. I loved that. And I loved his heart on stage. And that was, that was the other piece too. Even my gosh, Donnie, I feel like was just like pouring his heart out on the stage. He was just like, here is my heart full on full display this entire time. And you could just really feel that in the room and that, that elevates any space. I think. Love that Hannah. I'm so glad you brought up Eric's Eric's speaking thing. Cause I, I, I got a lot out of that too. I, and I want to kind of tie it into everything that you just said. A, you highlighted this idea that it's really valuable to speak on a stage, right? Like your experience that you had of being able to present your wisdom and then, you know, come down and have a line of people similar to the experience that I had of, you know, all everybody saying such nice things of, of, of what I talked about really elevates your status in people's minds. And it's a very, as a business owner, as a, you know, mm -hmm. somebody that's trying to move up in your career, it is really worth your while to to work on that skill set, right? Like, so the idea of applying at these smaller conferences to speak really valuable. Toastmasters, if you if you you know, there's a Toastmaster chapter within a stone's throw of you, no matter where you are in the world. Super super good investment of time. I also like to tell people that. 
going live on Facebook is like the new version of like public speaking. You have that available to you always, right? So sharpen that skill set. And to encourage you to sharpen that skill set, this thing that Eric Rogel gave, the idea that we often feel like imposters when we're giving advice on something, we want to reframe this idea of like, it's not knowledge that you're giving. You were speaking from the wisdom of experience and you're not beating people over the head of what they should do, but you are sharing what you've gone through. You are adding value into the world. I thought was amazing. Yeah, really good stuff. Oh, love it. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> awesome, Hannah. Well, we're going to post producers for you. Give you the gift. I appreciate you being on. This was awesome. Thank you. Good to see you. All right. All right. And I don't know if everybody's noticed, but um, we've had all females on so far, which I think is a really good sign for a room. And, I, and, I've, and I've talked about this very, very often, right? Like this idea that Donnie and Kevin, as like dudish as they are, attract a bunch of strong, intelligent, really cool woman around. So the Badass Business Summit is filled with female energy, which I think is a welcome, a welcome thing in broski conference mode. And uh, I really, really enjoy that. And uh, I say all that to say that we have the first guy that wants to share something with us, <laughs> which is uh, Dennis Devlin coming on. I got to meet Dennis for a little while. I know that he is a data data scientist, right? A data yeah. analyst. Something like that, uh, yeah. right, Dennis? Well, that's it's in the ballpark. Uh, All right, yeah, we'll tell us you, more. Man. I'll give you some credit. Yeah, so my background's in marketing and branding research and related strategy, but uh, I deal I deal with data. I deal with data. That's close enough. All right. Well, tell us uh, what does the data say? What does the data say? Yeah, what does the data business say? What'd you take home, man? Well, yeah, uh, as others have mentioned, uh, there's there were so many takeaways, but. What I want to, I think, just share are really from the very first, the outset, uh, when Stevie Dawn talked about the three M's for unstoppable success, right? That we really need all three of these M's. We need mission, we need um, motivation, and we need um, momentum. Uh, that it's, like, it's like the trifecta, right? To have all of those working for you um, to move your business forward. Um, I really, um, I just thought that was a great way to start the the conference, start, uh, to start the summit. Um, I think it started getting our minds aligned with what we're going to continue to hear the next three days. So I found that incredibly helpful. She also shared about finding your true why. Um, and, you know, when we are, um, you know, business owners, entrepreneurs, I think that so often um, we're told about oh, got to start, you got to got to share your why, right? Uh, that that's going to motivate us. And I thought um, going into the the summit that I knew what my why was, um, but then I heard her talk about it, and I'm like, I'm not there yet. Um, I need to I need to go, I need to go deeper. I need to get it needs to be much more emotive. Um, you need to you need to start you know crying over it <laughs> and that's when you finally know you've hit it and um so ever since she gave that talk which just was a great like I say a great way to I think to start the summit um she clearly knows what she's doing on stage um I've been thinking about it you know and um I I'm, I'm working on it right um one of my big big takeaways uh, was that I needed to do that because in order to really fully reach sort of my potential as an entrepreneur and a business owner, I need to go deeper. I need to go deeper so that I have, you know, not only my mission, my motivation, but also the momentum to do so. Man, that's a good one. I appreciate that, Dennis. Um, yeah, that the, the why thing, it was, it was kind of awesome how many people cried from stage at this thing. <laughs> <laughs> from, from having wise. And it really makes you think like, if you're, if you're bringing that power to business, it's going to really make a difference real quick. Give us the four M's again. Uh, three M's, three M's. Uh, mission, motivation, and momentum. Mission, motivation, three. momentum. Three I, love I love it. I love it. I love it. Dennis, I appreciate it, man. Thanks. Uh, thanks a million for coming. Boom. There you have it. The wonderful people of the badass business summit. Hope you enjoyed that. 
If you like this kind of review of conferences, let me know what conference uh, you want to go to. If you want me to come to your conference, if you want me to speak at it, do this thing. Happy to do it. We reviewed multiple conferences now on the show. Last week we did CMX. Um, A couple months ago we did PodFest. We're going to continue doing this as I get to meet and travel to and see all these different places. I think it's a value add to everybody involved. Just like the internet talk show methodology is a value add, right? Like if you're not doing this, if you're a content creator and um, you're just doing this like audience in stuff, it feels real lonely. It gets gets a lot more fun when you're doing a relationship out and you're bringing people in. It becomes a lot more flexible. And uh, I would love to share that methodology with you, right? If you want to join our boot camp, probably too late for you this, this quarter. But look out for it starting next quarter and uh, connect with me on LinkedIn, connect with me on Instagram or or Facebook or Twitter. You can uh, find it all in the show notes. If you can, leave a review. And uh, I'm going to leave a little quick review for my awesome team, Roanne, for coordinating all this stuff. I really appreciate it. JP for doing the editing and the graphics and the sound and all the cool things that you do making us look good. Gina for putting everything together. Uh, in the company being our chief heart officer marge for keeping gina together (laughs) as we always talk about um joanna and joyce are other account managers that are always taking care of our clients and doing things for them rita who's in charge of our content strategy on that side philip our newest uh video editor graphic designer i think he's gonna start doing a lot of my own personal stuff it's gonna be a lot of fun and i just want to encourage you to never ever forget that relationships will always, always, always be transactions.